Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics, as well as self-improvement. If you want to find out more about me, visit my website, jake-parker.com. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to the Beyond Fit podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a couple different topics that have been at the top of mind for me lately. Uh, Recently, I spoke to someone who was curious about how spirituality uh, plays into living a healthy and happy life. And so another couple topics that that brought to my mind, like I said, that I've been thinking a lot about is just the concept of abundance and of love. So like I said, a little bit different today, but I want to touch a little bit on those three topics being abundance, love, and spirituality, and kind of how they tie in together and how I view those things. So first is the abundance mindset. What exactly does an abundance mindset mean? To me, it means just wanting the best for everyone and really especially embracing the fact that in the modern age and the world we live in, almost nothing is a zero-sum game anymore. So whether you're talking about a business that's trying to make profits or maybe it's acquiring personal wealth or an even more tangible example in my life is in attaining better health and better overall fitness. The abundance mindset is just embracing that everyone can have all the things that they want and it doesn't have to be at the expense of someone else that we get what they want. So in the money example, uh, there's so many resources in today's society that you getting wealth and getting possessions and earning an income and earning money, uh, if that's what it comes to you in your frame of mind in this scenario, it doesn't necessarily mean that the person next to you has less money. This is a concept that I struggle with truly, and I'm trying to embrace more Um, Just the fact that people can all be wealthy, um, whether whether that's, like I said, in money, but I think that wealth transcends to health as well, was the other thing I mentioned. This is a more personal example for me, but I think that when I made the biggest leaps and bounds in my own health journey and attained a higher level of fitness that I had always aspired for, it was definitely largely the result of other people showing me things that are useful to them or the things that have worked over time or the things that maybe were my blind spots. So me learning from other people and applying the lessons of other people helped me get in better shape. And where the abundance, where the abundance example is there is it did not do anything to derail these other people or lessen these other people or anything along those lines, you know, if anything, it helped them to be more confident in their own thoughts and knowledge about health and about fitness, uh, to see it applied to me and see it work for me. And so that's just an example of compounding of knowledge. Knowledge is one of those assets that we, we don't always think about 
being an asset, like I'm talking about it. But the nice thing about it is it's so endless and it's so transcendent. And I guess I'm, I'm, I'm really just trying to hammer home the thought of what an abundance mindset is just always being of that mindset that sharing with other people and talking with other people always leads to compounding and it leads to better outcomes and better ideas and just a better society in general. This is something that uh, one of the podcasts I talked about recently was the podcast with Naval on Joe Rogan. And he talked a lot about abundance and the fact that, especially to him, he talked a lot about money and wealth creation and the fact that we can all be rich because the more value we provide, the more value is out in the world. And the more value is out in the world, the more wealth there is. And the more wealth there is, the more wealth there is to be spread. And it's really important that you don't look at it like a finite uh, pie, for example, that can only be cut in so many pieces. Uh, wealth and knowledge are always growing and have an infinite capacity to grow. And when you realize that, you are more likely to engage in conversations and dialogue with other people in which you both learn and you both advance. Uh, that's what I try to do on my podcast. And not only that, but in my day-to-day -day life, I really value having conversations with people where I am, am expressing honest knowledge that I think is going to help them and they're doing the same to me. And Another thing about that is one of the most useful things is talking to someone else and explaining your viewpoints and asking questions about their viewpoints because it's going to strengthen your fortitude and at the same time, uh, it's going to strengthen the other person's fortitude no matter what uh, end of the conversation you're on, telling or receiving information. It always helps to hear information explained to you and at the same time, it's very helpful, I would say even more helpful uh, to explain yourself to other people because it crystallizes your thoughts and it crystallizes the things you think and can oftentimes help you come up with new uh, ideas and concepts and uh, ways of thinking, principles, different things like that. The other thing I wanted to mention here, uh, another word I mentioned was just love. Another thing I've been trying to focus on is just loving everyone. Uh, something that I've been doing recently that I was introduced to is... Uh, meta meditation on Sam Harris's waking up app. I can link to that so that if you're curious, you can find out more. Uh, but essentially what meta meditation is, is just thinking what usually happens and what's prompted is for you to think about one person and think about giving them love and wishing them uh, happiness, something that Sam likes to say in these meditation sessions is just think for this person, may you be happy. And what's powerful that I've noticed and what's I think a big part of the exercise, uh, things like this, it's never one specific outcome that you're looking for, but it really helps to get your attention off of yourself and to think about someone else and think about wanting good for someone else just purely for the sake of their own well-being, not for any personal gain, not for anything, you know, like that, but just really wanting the best for somebody, wanting them to feel loved and wanting to just feel love in yourself for them. It's a really powerful feeling and it goes right in long, excuse me, right in line with that abundance mindset where you just want the best for other people. I think one of the most powerful mindset shifts that I've come across is just really wanting the best for everyone and trying to love everyone 
regardless of what they do to me or what they say to me or what type of person they are. I think that everyone deserves to be loved in some way. Uh, another thing that has been on the top of mind, I've mentioned a talk, a uh, commencement speech by Henry David Thoreau, where the title of it is, This is Water. And he talks a lot about the fact that, so for background, the first story he tells in the commencement speech goes a little something like, there's two fish swimming along one day and they come upon an older, wiser fish. And the older, wiser fish asks, morning fellas, how's the water? And the two other fish go on swimming a little bit longer and one looks at the other and says, well, what the hell is water? And he goes on to make a lot of really interesting points, but the main point being, it's hard to in our day-to-day -day lives observe all the intricacies of what goes on in the world and what other people are thinking. It's so easy to get infuriated with someone else that cuts you off in traffic or takes your spot in line at the grocery store or something like that, but we don't always, we hardly ever, unless we really try, think about what's going on in their life and how can I show them and spread love to them and wish love for them? Because just like I have a million thoughts running in my head about the things I'm doing, about my worries and anxieties, about the people I care about, they have those same, those same thoughts in their minds, but it's so hard for us to resonate with that because what we think and what we feel feels so tangible and it feels so real to us and at the front of mind because it is that's that's how we view the world in our own specific scope but it's really useful back to that meta meditation to just get the focus off yourself for even just a few minutes and think about love for someone else and thinking about wishing happiness for someone else it's it's unspeakable how powerful that can be if you truly feel it and if you truly want that and truly desire to pass that on to someone else I think that it goes back to something else I wanted to bring up, which was just that these, these are feelings that people have had for as long as people have been around. Um, you know, we started out at some point, humans were a lot more communal than we are now. And it was really important to be a part of this impactful tribe and to really be close with the people that you're with, because you were close in proximity, literally physically, but you also had to be close emotionally and in all ways of life because that's how you survived. And so I think that that part of us is still very alive and it feels good to exercise that, to exercise um, no strings attached love for other people. And then, so that's a similarity to the way that we used to live. The contrast that lies in there is that we can still be in this fixed mindset that, like I, like I said, like I've been kind, kind of trying to make clear, uh, a zero sum game, is the opposite of abundance. And that's really the way that the world used to be. When I say zero sum game, what I mean is that one plus one equals two. And you know, that's all there is. So if I, let's say, for just a very, very simplistic example, let's say you and I are somewhere and we're trying to earn money and there's $10 for both of us to earn. So if I earn $6, that means you earn less, you earn four. If I earn $7, that means you earn less, you know, you learn, you earn three. That is a zero sum game. And that is part of the paradigm in which we've seen things for a long time, where if you go back in not even that distant history, 
that's more so how things were, you know, if, if uh, I was going to eat a good meal, or if I was going to have a nicer life for me and my family, a lot of times that would come at the detriment of other people. But the thing that's hard to, to adjust to, but the thing that we need to really think about is the fact that society has advanced to the point where things are so abundant, food is so abundant, uh, knowledge is so abundant. With technology, we can learn anything and we can communicate to other people and we're, we're safer than ever before. Um, so that's why it's important to let go of this zero-sum mentality and switch to this abundance mindset. One more thing I wanted to mention uh, in, in relation to all of this was just that there's a quote that I like to go back to a lot from Aristotle where he says, for no one would choose to live without friends, even if he had all other goods. This just underlies the fact that, like I said before, as humans, we're such communal creatures. We want the companionship of other people. And you have to be careful that that doesn't play out in like wanting to impress other people, wanting to brag, wanting to show your best self uh, at the expense of being honest and being really true to yourself. Because yes, that is a way to impress other people at times and it might raise our social stock or our social capital. But the only way to have lasting and true, meaningful relationships and friendships and deeply share love with other people is to be open and honest about who you are and what you are and just realizing that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable in the sense that you need other people and other people need you too. So when you have an open uh, relationship like that and you're spreading love in between two people, that's the most genuine form of companionship. And that's what really lights us up inside. I think that this could be a whole nother tangent in and of itself, but the fact that people these days are so caught up in social media and things online and stuff of that nature, we don't get out and really have tangible uh, in-person relationships anymore, which are so important for our well-being. So I would definitely encourage you something that's been a really positive catalyst in my life is just trying to join small groups of people that are interested in things that I'm interested in. Um, a couple links I can put up here. I guess only this one is coming to mind as far as a small group sort of thing, but something like Meetup, where Meetup is a place where people can put together gatherings to talk about something that they're interested in, or maybe it's like an exercise group, you know, maybe it's a writing group, maybe it's a group of people that are interested in a, in a certain subject, uh, whatever that may be. Again, an example of where technology is so powerful and can help us um, find other people, but it's important not to just let that be an esoteric thing or let that be a thing that's, you know, us connecting over technology and communicating through technology, which can be useful, but you have to interact with people. That's, that's the most basic form of being human. Some words of Ryan Holiday I read recently centered around relationships too, where he, he mentioned life without relationships focused solely on accomplishment and success is empty and meaningless. He says, I've never understood the idea that monks and priests should turn away from relationships. No, it's through loving and being loved that we reach a higher plane of stillness and understanding. And he talks about the fact that his wife, although she does take up his time and attention and things like that, which, which is obvious, and is a reason that a lot of times you might see successful people straying away from like close relationships. But he talks about the fact that his wife makes his life better. And the fact that he selflessly gives her love 
is so important for his own personal development and his own personal well-being. I really love that. And he, he shared another stoic quote, which was that there is no enjoying the possession of anything valuable unless one has someone to share it with. And that's from Seneca. So the one other thing I wanted to mention here, which I talked about at the beginning was how spirituality plays in all this to me. Um, I guess in the widest sense, I like to say that everything I'm interested in, I feel like falls under this really big umbrella where I have these principles in my life that are important to me and they play out in all these different ways. But to me, the way I like to look at things and the way I choose to look at things is like, there's this big umbrella of things that, that are important and that I have to tend to. And I try to do that every day and I try to view everything through that. So I think that spirituality can mean a lot of different things, but to me on the most base level, it just means, are you being true to yourself? Are you being true to your values? Do you know what your values are? Um, a good example here or a good, uh, takeaway possibly for you is that I like to have my values written down. I literally have a note. Um, I have two notes actually that I wanted to mention. One is just what are my top five values? And another one is what are my life rules? Uh, the life rules came from a mix of, you know, Jordan Peterson has the book 12 rules for life, which I read. And I really liked that he had that and I wanted to make one for myself. But I think I started this list before that when I read Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography and at the end he talked about his life principles and I thought it was so impactful how I could see those transcend all the areas of his life so for me the top five values that I try to embody is to be truthful to be grateful persistent curious and observant those are how I try to view the world the most important one for me or the most important two are listed first and that's just being truthful and grateful that falls right in line with this abundance mindset and this umbrella of being vulnerable and being open and wanting to learn new things. Uh, it, like I said, it transcends all the different areas of my life. Uh, one of my favorite quotes that I've mentioned too many times to count because I just, I love it. It's, it's such a good quote. It goes, when your vision is powerful enough, everything else falls into place. How you live your life, your workouts, what friends you choose to hang out with, how you eat, what you do for fun. This is a quote by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it really underlies how I like to view my life. I think that everything I do um, has some aspect of my values in it, and that's how I choose to see that something is valuable and worthy of my time and worthy of me putting effort into it. Um, a few of the rules I try to have for myself that are listed on this list here, I have a dozen of them. I won't necessarily go through each one of them, but I like to seek discomfort. That's one of my rules for myself, making sure that I have a struggle, something I'm working towards, something that um, is uncomfortable, something that I'm working at getting better at. A lot of times the struggle is just exercise. I find that to me, exercise is more of a spiritual and mental practice these days because I want to better myself through this struggle mentally as well as physically. It's hard to get into the gym. I think we all fight that resistance of you know, not wanting to work out sometimes, but that physical struggle, I think is so healthy just for your, for your spirit and your mind, obviously, in addition to your body. I have a rule to try not to say shit that I don't mean. That's literally what it says in here. I think it's important that one of my, one of my big pet peeves is when someone says, you know, I'll reach out to you or, you know, I'll text you or I'll send you this, or I'll ask you to hang out, you know, whatever it may be, I'm going to pray for you. I feel like a lot of the times, and I'm definitely guilty of this, and that's why it's a point of focus for me, people will say things 
that they don't truly mean or they're not truly going to do. You know, how often when someone says, I'll say a prayer for you, do they actually do it? Or how often when someone says they'll ask you to hang out, you know, do they actually do it? Where it's usually just a social nicety that they're giving to you. I think it's really important to do the things that you say. And so going off that, wrapping up here with the whole spirituality aspect, to me, it's it's important to look at spirituality in a broad sense, like I would mentioned before. It goes right down to, I think spirituality has a lot to do with doing the things you say, um, trying to be true to yourself and be true to other people. Um, if I say that I'm going to do something for someone, I write it down and I do it because it's important for me to have a healthy reputation with other people as well as a reputation with yourself. Another quote I go back to a lot is from Naval. And he says that self-esteem is just a reputation that you have with yourself. You'll always know. I think that that's important because when you have a high self-esteem, you, you transcend that to other people and it transcends to your interactions with other people. I really liked some of the things I heard from James Altucher recently on a podcast where he talked about what it means to be spiritually healthy. And this wasn't in the context of religion, but he, he said that, you know, being spiritually healthy means, for example, identifying things that you have no control over and the things you do have control over and focusing on the things that you can control. That's going to help you keep healthy spiritually. If you're always worried about things that are not under your control, for example, if you're always obsessed with watching the news or, you know, obsessed with gossiping about other people or worrying about what other people are doing, or if they're going to do X or Y for you, you can't control that to much of an extent. It's a lot more impactful to do the things that you can do day after day in order to get the outcomes that you want. A few other things I had here as far as being spiritually healthy is just taking time to yourself, realizing when you need to take care of yourself. This is something that I struggle with a lot, but I've been trying to be better at. Maybe you can resonate with this. Maybe you can't, but I'm the type of person that I'm so focused on positive outcomes and manifesting things that I, that I'm kind of always going. And it's hard for me to just sit back and relax and just do nothing for the sake of doing nothing. Just enjoy something. Just take it easy. But I think that that's really important. Sometimes it's, it's important to refresh yourself so that you can be better so that you can, you know, keep advancing and keep helping other people. I think a really interesting and important note is that a lot of times selfishness is the key to helping other people. So when I say that, you know, you have to be selfish a lot of times to keep yourself healthy, spiritually, physically, mentally. And when you're doing that, when you're having that guarded time for yourself, the things you do for yourself and the self care, uh, when you're doing that and keeping yourself in the right mindset, that's the only way you can help other people. If you're not right in your own mind, if you're burning yourself out, or if you don't, you know, love yourself, if you don't have that like I said, that self-esteem that Naval talks about, you're not going to be able to optimally help other people. Um, so a few other notes, I guess I sort of touched on most of this stuff, but loving others, I think is a big part of spirituality. What I talked about a lot at the beginning, doing what you say is a big part of spirituality. And the last thing that I wrote down here, as far as being spiritually healthy is just remaining optimistic, I think is also really important. Uh, for me, I always consider myself an optimist. I always try to be optimistic in every situation because it's like, there's no other way to be in my mind. You know, you can be pessimistic or optimistic about any given situation. So why not be optimistic? Why not think the best? There's, there's something I think about a lot. I don't know exactly who this quote is attributed to, but those who worry suffer twice. There's this speech where it's mentioned 
you know, the example of skydiving is given something that might cause a lot of fear in someone. And in this example, they're just saying, okay, so you're going skydiving. So you've made the commitment. You're going to do something to push your boundaries. You're going to do something that scares you. So why would you let this take effect and make you nervous the night before? Why would you be able to not sleep the night before? Why would you not be able to eat your breakfast that morning? Because you're so nervous. Don't let fear take hold of you. Embrace fear. Know it's there, but don't worry unnecessarily. When you get in the moment and you do it, you're going to feel, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel better after, after this accomplishment. And it's hard, but cultivating this positive mindset that worry isn't going to do you any good and trying to be optimistic about all things and think positively. I think that that's just, if I had to say one thing that I've been the most passionate and focused on recently is just cultivating a better mindset for yourself. And you can only do that by inner work. And that's why it's so rare these days because we're so engulfed in other people through all the different areas of technology and things that we're constantly being exposed to these constant inputs, um, caring just for yourself and caring about yourself and being honest to yourself and good to yourself is really important. Like I said, for you to transcend your, your selfishness, that little bit of selfishness that's necessary and to really have a high impact on other people. So I wanted to end it with this quote that I think underlies a lot of the things I've talked about. And it goes back to the mind. It's another Arnold Schwarzenegger quote where he says, the mind is the limit. As long as the mind can envision the fact that you can do something, you can do it as long as you really believe it 100%. That's so powerful realizing that, you know, recently I've thought so much about the fact that you can really do anything, anything you set your mind to. You can't do everything, but you can do whatever certain goal it is you set out for. You look at what it's going to take. You be realistic and you work hard and you focus on it. Look at your goals every day. That's what I like to do. You can really manifest so much more than you think is possible. And you're going to have this newfound inner confidence in yourself because you have this good relationship with yourself because you've worked on yourself. I'm saying this from experience where I think that it feels so good recently. I've had multiple conversations where I tell people I'm so much more confident in myself and I feel so much better about myself than I did in the past because I honor my values and my principles and I try to work a lot on my inner self. I have a good relationship with myself and that transcends to other people and other people can feel that. Like I said, I've literally had conversations along those lines. So I can promise you if you work on your spirituality, if you work on having an abundance mindset and loving other people and really mastering your mind and changing your mind, your mind is so malleable. I promise it has the capacity to change, but you have to do that work. You have to put in that effort. So I threw a lot out today. I hope that that was useful. I really like talking about different stuff like this. Obviously this isn't the status quo for me, but I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you got some value out of it. Even if you just pulled one thing away, one reference or one quote, um, that makes me very happy. And I just wanted to end by telling you guys that um, you are loved and I want you all to be happy, whatever that means for you. Thank you guys. Hey, it's Jake again. If this podcast provided you any value, I'd encourage you to share it with someone who you think might enjoy it. In addition, it would really help me out a lot if you would go and subscribe or leave a review for my podcast. It's super easy. And in addition, if you have any questions or comments, I'd love for you to reach out to me by email or Instagram DM, which can both be found on my website. 
Thanks.